Welcome to this Dharma If You Dare bonus episode. We hope you enjoy this soundbite from Doug Duncan and Catherine Poisserat on the first of the six paramis, dana, usually translated as generosity. If the paramis are new to you, you can hear an introduction and overview to the topic by finding Season 3, Episode 4 in the podcast feed. Okay, so now we'll talk about each one. We'll start with dana. D-A-N-A, that's the word, dana. In Sanskrit, da is the root for da is foundation, like dharma, and na is for birth, so like natal. So dana is like the foundation for birth. So that's pretty generous. What did you do to get here? You know, have you, do you see that or all of your... giving birth. Yes. Do you see that all of your senses are a gift? Your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, your taste. The whole thing's been given to you, not by anybody in particular, but life is a gift. Languages are so interesting. Sanskrit was invented to describe consciousness. English was invented for military and commercial imperialism. So it's no wonder that we are a little challenged trying to describe consciousness in English. So when we talk about dana, okay, da means give, bestow, grant, yield, present, offer to, allow to enter, give space to, communicating, imparting, teaching, paying back, restoring, adding, donation, gift. And that's probably just, what, like 20% of the definitions? Yeah, in, in the Sanskrit English Dictionary, it fills three columns, and the font's about this big for DHA. So these languages are, are kind of holographic. They just have a whole lot of different meanings and are highly interpretive. In Pali, it includes distribution, dealing out, alms, giving, liberality, and my favorite word, munificence. Munificence. When was the last time you used that word? Munificence. (laughs) So this kind of abundance of definitions point to how generosity is also means this feeling of interconnectedness, this feeling of interpenetration, like of exchange, of allowing, like of giving, but also allowing other in or something else in, and communication, like in a real sense of the word, not just talking, but communing. Some people are better at one than the other. Do you think you're better at giving or receiving? Like, are you willing to listen and receive, or do you want to be the talker? Do you take things into your being, or do you kind of have a, okay, here, let me tell you about that. People usually have a preponderance on either side. It's so important then for our generosity practice, we also have to practice allowing other people to be generous towards us. Exactly. Allowing somebody else to actually do something for you. So you you need to realize you're always being fed. Your eyes are being fed all day long. Your hearing is being fed all day long. Your smell is being fed all day long. Your taste and your touch are being fed all day long, all day long, your senses are taking and you're being fed, you're being nurtured, you're being nourished. Now, you're also artificially being fed by the society and by the culture and by other people, right? So what are you feeding others? You might want to think about that in terms of generosity. Do you want to feed them what happened in the latest Game of Thrones episode? Or do you want to feed them something else? Something so, nourishing. Something nourishing. So you think also about what you're taking in, like where you, did you eat at McDonald's? Or did you eat at the Whole Earth restaurant? So think about generosity in terms of yourself. Are you getting enough rest? Do you take time out to be quiet? 
Do you explore interesting things somewhere during your day so you get stimulated? This is so important to undertake as a practice because there are some very, very intelligent and skillful and well-paid people who are really trying to exploit this in ourselves. So if I don't learn how to be, being generous to myself often just means resting when I'm tired, going to bed early if I feel, if I'm not feeling well. There's some very, very simple things that are tremendous acts of generosity to oneself. And if I'm not doing that, I am going to be a total sucker for those advertisements in the newspaper that say, you deserve this pair of diamond earrings, <laughs> right? which is just people who really know human psychology ex exploiting this feeling of like, I need to give something to myself. The new term for this is called limbic capitalism, which That's means right. basically the structure of our consumerist society is now designing products so that you'll become addicted to them. Right? And so, for instance, the way they did this with cigarettes was to put billboards of cool people smoking cigarettes right next to public schools. They put them next to public schools and high schools so that the kids would come out of school and they'd see the cowboy or the, or the model smoking a cigarette. So the kids are getting programmed when they are old enough to have their first cigarette. They're already being programmed to, to do this. So this understanding in our consumeristic society is what you're being fed for a reason, which is to buy their product. You need to expand your strength and your discrimination mind about what generosity is, whether or not that's really feeding you or whether it isn't. One of the words for spiritual unfoldment or spiritual practice or awakening, another word for it is liberation from suffering, which is super valuable and important, but it also means liberation from imperialism, which is now extending to our minds, right? It's really important that we know how to be clear and truly healthy human beings so that our minds are not taken over by consumerism. Another definition of the word Donna is curiosity. Are you curious? And if you're curious, are you only curious about one thing, cowboy hats or <laughs> The latest fashions or it's a good day to be curious about cowboy whole, hats you know, vegetarian restaurants i mean the thing is if you're a human being you're an omnivore and as an omnivore you're meant to eat everything so as an omnivore the human being has great power because they can plan and work together what has made the human being so powerful is their ability to plan their ability to work in large groups with people they don't know that they're not connected to and their ability to communicate across language and cultural and gender and etc. divisions. So this curiosity is if you want to be generous, you need to be curious about everything, including the negative. Oh, like yeah. how does that work? How did they get me to buy that? You know why the cash register is at the front of the store and not at the back of the store? It's because once you've paid for it, you'll be much less likely to come back in and return it. But if you put the cash register at the back of the store, by the time you get to the front of the store, you might change your mind. So once they get you out the door, they know that the inertia for you to come back and return it is big. So then Starbucks goes, okay, we're going to put a shop within three or four minutes of Abercrombie and Finch. And so they put their coffee shops within three to five minutes of the major department stores or, or, or shopping centers because they know by the time you've bought the dress, 
your crash is going to come and now you need a coffee boost. You this need a coffee to get over your buyer's remorse, buyer's remorse, your shopper's remorse. So we need to be curious, but how does that work? Like, I want to know how commercial works. I want to know how the industrial complex works. I want to know how things work oh, yeah. because the more I know about it, the more freedom I have. That's right. But how is it generosity? Because you're being generous to yourself by not just taking what you're being fed. I want to know how things work gives me the option of making a different decision also, or moving in a different Also way. understanding it, we develop more compassion because we're all stuck in the system, yeah. right? And if we understand it better, they're not these kind of terrible people who are, but, but they're people with families who want their children to do well and are therefore undertaking these different paths to that. So the nature of Donna is that you don't get Good down. Question. You don't get down particularly on people or systems. You just recognize they kind of evolved in spite of themselves. And they're just kind of caught in it. And they're caught in it because they're not examining what is truly generous to their health. So when all else fails, one of the most fundamental forms of generosity is interest. I was at a kind of a business mixer kind of thing and I got talking to a guy and, you know, he said, oh, my name's Catherine, what's yours? You know, what do you do? And he says, I'm involved in public housing. And I have no idea why, if I meditated on it, I, I probably have some minor bad experience about around a conversation around public housing as a youth or something. But something about public housing, I hear the words and I just want to go to sleep. I was just like, oh no, I've just started a conversation with someone who's in public housing. Uh. And, um, you know, kind of through my gritting teeth, I was like, oh, tell me about your career in public housing. And we just had the most beautiful conversation. Both of our eyes were welling up by, by the end of it. He was just really, really committed to providing housing for everyone and has a lot of challenges in doing that. And, you know, I was like, why have I had this thing about public housing all this, all this time? It's such a beautiful undertaking. And so that's how it's generosity, right? I, I leaned into the lack of interest and discovered a beauty that I didn't know was there. So my world was completely enriched by that. Absolutely. If you perfect Donna, you perfect all the paramis. But unfortunately, perfecting Donna isn't easy without working on all the others. So although they're perfected in order, they're not developed in order. So you got to, in this situation, you got to work on your Donna. In this situation, you got to work on your patients. And but if I can emphasize Sensei's point here, when we perfect Donna, all of the others naturally follow, kind of like dominoes. So when in doubt, you know, if we don't know what to do in this situation, just default to generosity. Just think, how can I be generous? Yep. Uh, the last point on Donna is will. What is your will? Will is another word for will is chetna or decision. So where do you put your will? tells you how you're doing with your generosity towards yourself and others. Is this in my best interest at this time? Is this in the other person's best interest at this time? Am I actually choosing things that make me feel more connected, more integrated, more in union? Or am I choosing things that make me more suspicious, more standoffish, more distant? So this will is very important decision. So you have to make a decision about what you're on about. And we're suggesting what you should be on about is generosity. We hope you enjoyed today's soundbite. To download a free Paramis reference sheet and to access more resources on this topic, visit planetdharma.com paramis. 
And to find out when you can join Doug and Catherine at an upcoming live teaching, either in person or online, visit planetdharma.com events. See you next time, and may all our efforts benefit all beings.